welcome to the struggle in victory. You are here, my friends, because you are striving to hear stories of people overcoming challenges in their life, pushing themselves to new heights beyond anything they thought possible, beyond anything their friends or family thought possible. Sit back, enjoy the stories, and see what you can make of your life. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back at Mission Trails, less than one week removed from Enrique's 100 miler attempt, and I have the one, the only, Mr. Enrique, how do you pronounce your last name? Anciso. Anciso. Yeah, a lot of people butcher it. Anciso, Anisco, go had a C, a Z, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be back. I've actually driven by, I was working the night shift this week. And I, as I drive by, I look to the right, and I'm like, man, it's crazy that I spent uh, 29 hours. <laughs> so you, you, I was out here. Tell the people who weren't out here, how many how many hours, what was it like, you know, when you started? What was that feeling like? So I'll start from the top. Um, uh, I started at 5 in the morning. Uh, it was cool that morning. Um, pulling into the parking lot, I had a Carl and Cindy already awaiting my... Uh, arrival and then shortly after it was weird i sat there talked to them in the truck and then i parked and then i get out and i'm like what are all these cars pulling in uh and i i was just uh blown away at the uh, amount of people that came out but um yeah um i knew it was gonna be a long long day i didn't you know know exactly how long but uh it was gonna take a lot of hours but uh yeah it was a total of 29 hours, 44 minutes of being out here, um, and it was definitely a uh, a fun-filled, uh, you know, laughing, um, you know, mentally challenging uh, time. But I, I think uh, to conquer anything, you have to love it, and that's a, one of the things that I was definitely embracing throughout those long hours. Awesome. If I remember right, you had a very specific goal for elevation gain for this 100 miles. Share exactly what you were thinking with the initial goal and then what caused you to change your goal. So initially, uh, when I came out, I wanted to do uh, 15K of elevation gain total. Uh, I I wanted to do all the five peaks. Uh, I told myself if I'm going to do 100 miles, I want to give myself a realistic goal. opportunity you know i think of you know western states i think of you know other races uh leadville i think of uh you know badwater you think of all these there's a lot of elevation uh, that comes into into play so 15k was was the goal at the beginning but as the day went on i realized that my pacers were helping me run smart and uh, I was walking or power walking up uh, the inclines. Uh, The first one we did was uh, the stairway up to South Fortuna. Those of you that have done it know that it it can take you. And if you're not smart, you can ruin your quads, your hamstrings. Uh, So I'm thankful that Mark and Adrian and Mark and all of them uh, kept me honest. I got to the top, felt good. And then just the rest of the peaks, I did uh, uh, North Fortuna, I did uh, in, in the mornings when it was cooler, and then in the night I did uh, cows and piles, and uh, I was gonna do Kwai Pei, but again, due to the uh, 
how much time it was taking me to get to the top of these uh, peaks, I figure, you know what, if I can stop anywhere between 10,000 and 15, uh, it's a good day. So I finished with 10,489 and uh, body felt great. Awesome. So yeah, uh, as terms of the pacing, how many people do you think paced you throughout the, that was 29 hours and change? Throughout the whole 29 hours, I never ran alone. That was the amazing thing. I was just like mind blown that people took uh, sacrifice time out of their weekend to come out here. And I would say I had about, I mean, I might be wrong, but between 15 to 20 people coming out. Uh, I remember, again, early on, I had 15 people just right off the bat. And then throughout, I would say no less than five, four or five people every time I was going out. Um, so it, it was awesome. That That is a difference maker for me when you're doing a long endurance run is having people. And if I can speak also, I know it's not realistic. A lot of endurance races won't allow you a pacer until maybe after 50 miles. Some won't allow pacers at all due to the uh, terrain. You have to be a very good runner. Um, so I know that, uh, you know, what I, what I was able to, the assistance I got uh, uh, doing it on my own was, uh, was helpful. But at, at the same time, uh, you know, again, not completely realistic, but still, I mean, Man, to have 15, 20 people that commit their time is is amazing. That's love. Awesome, man. Yeah, no, definitely being a part of the thing, seeing how many people showed up, how many people were out there putting the serious miles. Adrian dropped, what, 50 miles with you. Marco dropped 40 miles. Oh, let's talk about that. Casey dropped 30 miles. I mean, there's so many guys who put uh, – Adam dropped, what, 36, 36 39 with yeah. you. Tony dropped 30-plus. Uh, um, I mean, people were – in the 20s, multiple people in the 20s. I don't think any, I mean, again, 15 miles. Uh, collectively, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we look back and you look at what everybody ran and say you're looking at like between five, 650 miles total ran. I, and you know, you even have to take the people that go out there and do two or three miles, you know, four miles, uh, all those little uh, things add up. but. It was definitely a lot of miles uh, from the people. And I, again, that's something that when you talk to individuals that run uh, from the running community, you don't get that every day where people are just gonna, hey man, I'll do half of the miles you're doing. Um, that is truly uh, the, when we talk about iron sharpens iron, that is the sister, the brotherhood that the running community, the trail community is all about is that at any moment we're out there supporting hey i'll endure some pain some discomfort so that my brother or sister can accomplish this so truly uh i mean actions by the the runners definitely blew my mind you mentioned earlier before we started how you've done a marathon how would you compare that marathon that first marathon you did where you said you were cramping up body just felt beat up recovery was terrible to doing the 100 miler and then post 100 miles all right, so yeah, I was telling Mark uh, when I did my first uh, rock and the rock and roll marathon here in San Diego in excuse me uh, in May of 2019, um, I only had uh, about two and a half weeks of prep. Uh, 
So that wasn't uh, smart, but went out there, and uh, I felt fine throughout the run. But when I got to the end, uh, again, this is the last weekend of May. I didn't run again until the beginning of August. Uh, that's how bad. Like, the first two weeks were painful. Uh, it hurt to walk. Uh, when I got done, uh, I was cramping. I mean, body was just in pain. I, I, sleeping was discomfortable. And uh, now, you know, you fast forward, um, and I feel, you know, I had, uh, I, I attacked it well in the last, you know, over a year uh, of, of running. Uh, I'd say about seven, eight months of trail running. And when I got done with, um, when I started off with, you know, the 100, again, body felt great, felt great, you know, had moments throughout the night, but nothing that was going to uh, discourage me or deter me from finishing. And then the amazing thing is when I completely, you know, when everything was said and done, I get home to the apartment, um, you know, I was like, man, I can walk. When in past times, again, I'll go back to the SD 50 miler, I was like Bambi, I couldn't walk. Um, you know, after the run and uh, after the 100 miler, I could walk. Uh, if you would have asked me, like, hey man, let's go out and jog, I, not a smart thing to do, but I would have said, okay, let's go. And I know that I could have, you know, gone out there and jog uh, with anybody, but the, the body, just the, uh, the tolerance uh, that it builds, how it uh, hardens to. Uh, whatever it is that you're uh, about to endure, definitely night and day. Uh, I mean, right now, this whole week, I've been able to walk. I've been able to, I've done a couple runs. Uh, I understand that I need a rest, so, you know, I'm taking that. But uh, night and day, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome how, how I'm just functional at, at every level. I'm not just saying, like, you know, I'm not limping around. I'm walking like I normally do. So, yeah, post 100-mile post body you know i feel 100 percent uh post marathon i felt like i was just gonna collapse at any moment <laughs> you speak about the recovery how you're feeling fully functional you're walking around you're not limping today when we were walking over here to this spot i saw not a limp you just look nice and smooth nutrition's a big part of anything with endurance sports whether it's running cycling rock climbing you name it you got to have good nutrition. What kind of nutrition plan did you have going into it? And did you have to make any modifications during your hundred miles? So going into it, um, I cooked, uh, or I made what I think like 28 tortillas. Uh, I like the tortillas. Uh, my body digests them, uh, well, uh, and there's calories in them. Uh, the, the plan was to consume, you know, no less than 200 calories every hour. I knew I was gonna be burned a lot. Uh, I burn a lot of calories. I mean, it, so tortillas. Uh, I also got, uh, I wanna shout out Milestone Running Group in uh, San Diego off of El Cajon Boulevard. They supplied me with a spring a berry nut. Love that, 250 calories in each little packet. Um, easy to, to, to eat, it's not like a goo. Uh, I got away from the goose. don't do that anymore. Uh, I like, you know, food. Uh, and um, I also uh, packed uh, electrolytes, noons. Um, uh, and I mean, for
for me, the basis was uh, calorie intake. You know, I felt the tortillas were going to help me. I felt that the, the spring berries were going to help me. Um, I had honey waffle stingers as well in there. Uh, so going into it, to me, it was probably just bare minimum. When I look back at it, and it completely changed. Like, and it wasn't even me. Again, this is the benefit of having people that have gone out there and ran. You know, whether it be a half marathon or a 50 miler, uh, you know, we're, we're stronger when we all come together, you know. So you had people bringing uh, brat soup for the middle of the night. Uh, that was, you know, you had bacon, you had beans, uh, you had chicken, uh, noodle soup, uh, nothing crazy. I mean, people weren't out there, you know, they were just bringing uh, what they needed. Um, what else did we see out there? Uh, we had some burritos uh, out there. They, you know, cut them up. Uh, I did bring watermelon as well. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. I brought some oranges. Um, those were also good. Again, just a, a quick source. I could inhale those. Uh, I brought avocados. I had bread. I had some PB&Js. Uh, every time I was coming back to the aid station, I mean, you know, I love that the crew was just constantly feeding me and I was able to eat whatever uh, was given to me. So, again, the goal was at least 200 calories while I was out there, not including when I was coming back and then eating. And I never felt like I was eating too much. Uh, and I did have moments where initially when, we, when I started, I didn't take enough food. And it instantly hit me like, I can't do this again. So I made sure, hey. What, what point was that at? Uh, I was at like mile seven and uh, I had to borrow some food from Mark. I had to borrow some food from Bruce. So Mark had some honey stinger, uh, I believe they were gels. It's the chews. Chews, yep. chews. And then Bruce had a Nutri-Game bar and I was able to eat that and I was fine. But that's when it hit me. I'm like, you know, Enrique, what are you doing? Uh, it's gonna be a long, long, long run. So after that, I mean, they, again, it wasn't even me having to say anything. I think the crew members recognized that. And they constantly fed me. So at the aid station, again, I was probably eating another, you know, say 100, 150 calories on top of what I was doing every hour. Um, so it, definitely nutrition is important. If you are, if you know your body, and I think it's also important for what I like to, what I've done in the past, and I've learned to train with that. While I'm out there, what am I eating? What is good for me? I had a pizza once. Guess what that did? Again, I say that my body tends to, it does take everything very well, but man, my stomach, uh, not my stomach, I'm saying, but when I was digesting, oof, it was, it was rough. I had to find restroom, the restroom uh, more frequently than what I'd like to. Uh, so with the nutrition I had throughout the 100-mile race, there was no, I mean, I had restrooms accessible and I used them as needed. I never felt like, oh, you know, I, I need to get to it because, you know, I don't feel good. Uh, nutrition is, is, is key. So you mentioned restrooms. <clears throat> Obviously, there was different spots on the course that had restrooms set up. Was there any moments where, like, you saw it and you were sitting there and kind of taking care of business and you realized, you know what, maybe I could just stop and just call it a day? Did that thought ever cross your mind? No, no. Uh, when I, you know, the restroom, so there's uh, one off here off of Equestrian Circle, which is close to where the ranges are, and I like it because it's cool. Um, I didn't ever want to stop, but I will say I did enjoy the coolness, especially when it got warm, uh, just sitting there. Uh, at one point, I was running with Casey, 
and we were doing, I think at that point, we were trying to get to 40 miles, and I was, we were like a mile away, and I was like, hey, bro, let's, let's stop by this restroom real quick. And he's like, for what? He's like, I just want to walk in and cool off. <laughs> and he's like, you're weird, whatever. And I was like, he's like, it doesn't smell. I was like, no, 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 they, they do a very good, uh, they do very well taking care of them. The upkeep is good. So yeah, I went in there for a few seconds and then he's like, come out. He's like, you're good now? I was like, oh yeah, I'm good now. But um, that's uh, another thing to take into consideration. I thought about when I ran a 50K with Hector, I noticed that they were open. So I was like, hey, these loops, uh, that I can do can also involve uh, uh, the restroom. Uh, there wasn't one at the dirt parking lot, but the equestrian one, and then the one uh, going up to Big Rock Park is how I uh, got up to Cow's uh, Mountain. That one also had restrooms, uh, and I had to utilize those. So it, it's smart. Uh, if you know yourself, you know your body. Again, listen to your body. You know, keep those kind of things. And every restroom also had some kind of water. Uh, accessibility not that I was gonna drink it because I was good but to kind of rinse off uh, sweat uh, off the body off the eyes and head but yeah the restrooms no no I never found myself um, again need use them as needed awesome yeah because I know so many runners there's always that time no matter who you are we're like oh my goodness I'm about to shit myself and everybody's just like yep been there done that so it's good to hear that you had a plan for it and you knew the territory You're like okay I can go here, I can go there, make it happen, so it won't hijack the rest of your run. Yeah, uh, I do got a funny thing though. Um, I think it was like mile 92, 93. Um, it was seven in the morning and I thought they were gonna be unlocked. I knew they locked them. Um, and I didn't, I, that's the good thing is, I didn't utilize a restroom through the late morning, um, but it was like seven in the morning and I went to use it and uh, yeah, uh, it was locked. So thank God for wipes uh, and thank God for people that uh, <laughs> look out for you and, you know, uh, hello, uh, Mother Nature, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that was the only time I, had, I, I wasn't able to use an actual facility. But it's, it's cool. Look back on them again. Not nothing. I wasn't like, oh, man, I got I to gotta, I gotta use the restroom real fast no, or real bad, really bad. No, I was just your body knows when your body's telling you it's you know good i don't like running with a stomach i feel like it can add pain discomfort um, it slows you down but yeah that's a uh, mother nature <laughs> so we covered mother nature what about the mother nature of sleep how exhausted were you did you have highs did you have lows did you ever take time to like stop and just sit down or lay down how did that work for you i cannot count um how many times I stopped, I don't remember. E even, I was trying to remember it, uh, but again, the memory is just kind of like, man, it all just kind of blends in. Um, but I will say that after mile, it was either after mile thir 32 or 40, uh, I was looking at my, um, I know mile 32, it was mile 32, it had to be. Uh, when I started mile 33, it was about 58 minutes it's how long it took me to complete that uh, 33rd mile uh, I did sit in my Jeep due to the the, the heat uh, when I looked at my uh, phone and wa uh, wa uh, phone it said 110 109 so we're talking about this is probably like two something uh, one something maybe even later uh, but it, it's been warm I mean by those those of you that were there by like 9 or 10 you all were, were already feeling like 95 degrees um, so 
I had already told, and we had talked about with the crew, where it's like, hey, man, you need to stop, rest. So I got in the Jeep, not a smart call. The uh, reason being was because I'm sitting at a 90-degree angle. My feet are down, my ankle. I feel like it. I didn't sleep. I closed my eyes. It was more resting. But initially, I mean, coming out of the Jeep, my when I put my first foot down, which was my left foot, left foot felt fine. I, I again know your body. I knew my right foot was going to be acting up. I had a previous ankle injury, and as soon as I stepped with my right, the tenderness was there, uh, and it, it took me a little bit. And I, that's when I it kicked in. Like dang, you know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting as we go forward. But uh, I did stop. Uh, as you know, every time I came back to the aid station, whether it was 10 minutes, five minutes, um, it was it kept me kept me good, gave me opportunity where people were telling me, hey, you need, you know, feeding me, uh, not having to stress about all those little things. What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? Who's going to change my shoes? Do I have to bend over? I don't feel good. Um, things like that, thoughts like that, never crossed my mind because instantly I was. Uh, had people just coming to me for uh, and assisting me, but uh, yeah, th there was a frequent stops. Uh, the next big stop was uh, after mile 62. Uh, I came back for a little bit, uh, regroup, probably like you know 20, 30 minutes, and then um, after that, uh, again, come back to the aid station. I, d I was doing a four-mile loops from midnight to six in the morning, so frequent stops of you know 10, 15 minutes um, in get what I need, get out. Um, and then the next big one was after mile 84, I uh, lay down. Uh, I was, so when I, when I talk about laying down, I was laying down on Mark's, uh, he provided a, me with a table, a massage table, and I was able to lay down and he had uh, f uh, some, some foam mats where I could elevate my feet, ele get, get my legs up just slightly up. I'm not talking about like a big recliner, just get them up. Uh, that helped. Anytime I lay down, I used that. Or if I wasn't, if I was sitting on a chair, again, kick my feet up. Uh, I felt like that was uh, helpful for my uh, just my body. But it, to me, those those times when I was stopping uh, were, were were vital to keeping me going. Um, the sleep hit me uh, going up Cal's Mountain. Uh, it, I thought it was gonna be cool, and it was hot. Uh, I looked at my uh, phone, it was 85 degrees, and you're talking about 10 at night. And I'm like, this is not Santee. Uh, this is not Santee at all. It's typically like in the 70s or high 60s. But uh, yeah, the sleep got to me there. And uh, I was out there with Tony, Chris, and Bruce. And uh, I remember asking them, like, hey, guys, who's got my monster? Because at this point, I hadn't had uh, the only caffeine that I was having was the Tailwind uh, consistently. And then... Um, you know the electrolytes but I needed something to wake me up and um, yeah um, I was a little I was lethargic you know going up uh, it's it's a nice little climb from Big Rock all the way to Cal's and it wasn't until we got done with Powell's Peak that we see Marco and Adrian and they provided me with the monster and that took a while to kick in too um, again I'm still kind of I think what helped wake me up was when we were coming down cows, I was able to just kind of get into a zone and jog the downhill. And even Tony told me, say, hey, you're moving a lot better than what I thought. And I'm like, bro, I'm just in a good, good place right now. So that to me kind of woke up my body. It's kind of like, oh, it's game time. Let's do it. This is what I enjoy doing. Let me go downhill. Uh, and then 
when I was coming back to uh, along Mission Gorge on the road uh, with Tony, it's when the energy kicked in. And then that sustained me for a good portion. And then again, at like two o'clock in the morning, the sleep hit me. I was having little shots of coffee, uh, but I drew a lot of my energy and a lot of my fuel in those moments coming back to the aid station. That was like, that was, to me, it was like a drug. The best high. You come back, you see people, people that are genuinely interested in how you're feeling. Hey, bro, I'm, what miles are you at? I'm like, oh, I'm at 62. And I'm like tired. And they're like, yes, yes. And I'm like, you're right. I should join in on that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the sleep, I've, I've dealt with sleep deprivation. Um, but when you're in going through an endurance run, it's a different animal. Uh, so everybody combats it differently. Um, I think the people, the coffee, uh, being smart about, hey, I knew, hey, at 9 or 10 o'clock, I wanted a monster. Obviously, it took a little longer to, to, to get it, but it's still, I got it within that time frame. I think had I waited till after midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning to take anything to combat the sleep, uh, I feel it would have had a bigger effect on my, on my run um, because I was craving. I'm, I, I will admit this. I was craving. I wanted to lay down for like an hour or two and uh the people kept me kept me going and the what they were offering me coffee the monster also kept me going that's kind of long-winded <laughs> it's all good man it's part of the process just like 100 miles it doesn't happen uh in yeah. one second same thing here in this spot it doesn't take you one second to explain what happened in terms of you know, why this specific weekend obviously you know you i know you chosen in advance weeks out but then you saw the weather temperature. What, what guided you in terms of saying, screw it, I'm gonna go, go out and do this thing even though it's gonna be anywhere from 100 to 110 degrees, if not hotter? So, yeah, so I remember um, when I got done in May, right now I'm looking at people going up uh, Kauai Pei and it's awesome because it just m inspires you to go up there too. <laughs> um, but sorry, kind of got off track. But um, yeah, so I got done in May. My attempt didn't work out. So I remember talking to Hector and all, and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm, I'm coming back for this. Uh, it'll be in the later months. Uh, and after the 50K in June that I did with Hector here on Mission Trails, we did all the five peaks. We, I said, hey, September is looking like uh, because of everything that I had going on at work, I'm like, hey, September is going to be a good uh, time frame. And I thought of Labor Day because we have extended uh, time off. Uh, I was already on vacation, so that whole week working up to this was, I feel like it helped my mind, get my mind ready. But yeah, it was interesting looking at the, I didn't, I don't think anybody expected this type of heat. Um, and uh, I, I don't know who, I don't know if I pointed it out or Hector pointed it out, but somebody pointed it out. And it's like, hey, have you looked at the weather? And I'm like, no, what's up? Look at it, okay. And I'm like, gosh darn it, it's 103. And it climbed 105, 104. And then by, you know, come Saturday, it's like, oh, yeah, we're expected to be 110. And I'm like, what the heck, man? Uh, and then it was interesting looking at the weather because you have, like, little, uh, you click on some of the advisories, and it's like, you know, do not recommend uh, outside activity, stay in cool area, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, well, you know what? As long as I uh, run smart, uh, you know, and I, the people around me take care of me, I, I think I'll be fine. But um, no, you know, I, I thought of what 
there's a good uh, video by Inky Johnson. It's a it's a collaboration. Uh, Inky Johnson, Eric Thomas, Scott Bellinay, I think his name is, and then I forget who the other guy is, but uh, Inky Johnson opens up by asking, you know, when people look at you, you know, what do they see? You know, and he asks things like, you know, what does Adidas stand for? What does Nike stand for? You know, just do it. You know, Nike. Um, and I told myself, I'm like, you know, when people look at me, again, what does Inky Johnson say? Do they see excuses, or do they see somebody who is gonna give them 100, 100 percent? It doesn't matter how he feels. It doesn't matter her, what's going on. He's not going to let the circumstances around him affect him. So I, I ran with that, uh, that mantra, like, hey, you know, when people look at me, what do they see? And if they see somebody who's willing to go out there and endure uh, the climate, you know, hopefully it'll create a ripple and it'll inspire them, encourage them to, hey, when times get hard, I can dig deep and I can endure it. You know, it doesn't matter if it's 100 and whatever degrees. It doesn't matter if it's cold, wet, um, you're fully invested, you know. And then Eric Thomas talks about, he's like, some of us think that we have opportunities. And to me, I didn't have another opportunity. And that's what he says. He's like, what if you don't? And you don't take, you know, you don't take advantage of this moment. I, you know, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't put it aside. Um, I felt the, this last weekend that I had here, I wanted to just kind of relax, spend time with uh, my kids, uh, do little things that I needed to do. So that weekend was, yeah, uh, weather. I mean, I don't care if it would have been raining, if it would have been cold. I felt that I had already done everything for three months. I had taken the opportunity to run in the 95, 96, 97 degrees. Uh, I was out here running, you know, uh, enduring, getting used to acclimatizing. So when it came to running in the heat, uh, to me, it feel, I feel like my body just said, hey, okay, we've done this before. And again, I'll go back, the people sustain me, the people help me run smart. Uh, you know, I, I knew and I had spoken with some individuals that if anything were to go wrong, if there was any safety, any concern, I know that I had individuals in there that would have pulled me and said, hey brother, we're doing this for your own good. It's not because we don't want you. And I would have trusted their, uh, their advice on this, but yeah, it's, it's awesome uh, to look back and to see like the support in the heat, you know, and how through our actions, and I'm talking about art because it was everybody, it wasn't just my 100 miler, it took a team effort. We were able to endure, because think about the people that are sitting in the heat out there, that's not fun either. I'm talking about, you're sitting out there for three and a half hours, like where is this dude, is he ever coming back? You know, and then after that, it's like, all right, we'll see him in about an hour and a half. Um, if not longer, so they had to endure just as much. I mean, that takes, uh, you know, a mindset too to say, hey, I'm gonna sit out here and I'm gonna give up hours of my day, you know, in this heat, because uh, I sat in the heat and trust me, it was, ugh. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you, you've gotta take advantage and you've gotta trust yourself. Uh, one of the uh, things that I, you know, in the Marine Corps, you're taught, it's a, um, leadership uh, principles to you know to know yourself and seek self-improvement and you know I I'm gonna focus on the you know yourself I know myself I knew I knew that hey I put myself through this um, so now here's the opportunity let's see if 
let's see if it works, you know, and it would, you know, I also, I also realized like, hey, if I fail, then it gives me an opportunity to go back to the drawing board. Um, but at the same time, even, even completing it helps me go back to the drawing board and reassess, maybe tweak little things or, hey, you know what, maybe, you know, find a different, uh, ways of training in the heat to continue to build this. Um, for those of you, I'm kind of go off some people ask like is heat training good for you is it really beneficial I think it is I think it does wonders uh, when you go out there and endure and you've got to be smart about it I'm not you know running out there with a without a cap or anything I had sunblock man I was looking at my ears looking at everything I'm like man I didn't get sunburned and it's because again people were applying or spraying me um, you know even on when I go out on runs you know I'll spray some uh, sunblock uh, on me because you don't want your body to get just eaten up by the sun. It's not good for you. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's good to go out there and um, give yourself those opportunities if you're gonna run in this type of climate uh, uh, out here. And again, this isn't normal. And Mark knows that. This was like out of the just because this weekend it's like 78, you know. And last weekend, like how to, all of a sudden it. it it uh, skyrocketed up to 110, but yeah, that's uh, that's how I felt about the uh, about the heat, having to run in it, uh, and the opportunity uh, to look back. Uh, someone said, "Dude, think about when you look back, like 20, 25 years from now, like you know, uh, discipline, you know, having the mental and physical discipline to say, hey, let's do it." Damn. You dropped a lot of knowledge in there in that, in that one bit there. One thing that stood out to me was you said, know yourself. For people who are just getting started in their athletic journey or, you know, the mindset journey of getting to know who they are and what they're capable of, what would you suggest as a starting point for them? Because obviously you wouldn't advocate for them, hey, go out, do 100 miles with no training, no, no background or anything. What would you tell someone who's just starting? As someone who's just starting, um, again, you, everybody, everyone's different. Uh, I I've often consider myself an athlete. And what I mean by that is that I can do a lot of things. You know, if you ask me to play soccer, I'll go out there and, you know, do that to the, to the best of my ability. You know, I played sports growing up. Um, believe it or not, you know, I even told my dad, I'm like, Dad, I think about those days when I was cutting yards in Texas with him from waking up at 5 in the morning and not getting home till like 7 battling 100 and you know i'm talking about 115 you know 100 percent humidity uh all those little things kind of add up you know they build for this experience so for someone you know who's starting off you know depending on where you come from uh you know you i feel you know start start at um say you know how does a 5k feel you know you know, go out there, you know, hey run guys. it, see how the body feels, kind of um, and then kind of work your way up if, if, if that's easy. Um, you know, okay, you know what, what's, what's a 10K? And I can honestly say when I, when I started running, I did something else. I incorporated not taking water with me in the heat, you know, or if I did, I was running with two water bottles of 16-ounce, you know, and it was typically... Uh, one had tailwind and one had just water and i had water points so again i'm not if i needed i wasn't out there being careless i knew that i could fill up but i started running like that uh a lot here 
uh, these past three months in the heat just to take into consideration, hey, what if I get to an aid station or what if I have to go a long period of time? So for people who are starting off, again, run, you know, I recommend running with water and not just water, you know, some electrolytes as well. You know, bring a snack. Those are things that people often don't think about, you know, walking, running, uh, and eating. But, you you know, from a 10K, I was like, okay, I can go a further distance. Now let me go eight miles. And it was all small increments. You know, I didn't uh, increase and like, hey, I'm going to go from a 5K without, you know, very minimal water to, hey, I'm going to go to uh, a marathon. But eventually, in the, you know, that's what I did these last three months. It was a slowly but surely, hey, I have an opportunity to run a marathon with some friends. All right, I'm going to test what I've been doing, running with water. I, I know I've got water points along the way, so if I need to refill. Um, and it's, it's not for everyone. You know, some, some of you might get to a point where it's like, hey, you know what? I think, uh, I think a, a 10K or I think a half marathon is, is what I'm capable of. Uh, but I want to encourage you in that um, it you 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 can get better you know it, it does get a little easier we all get to points you know where it's like okay you know what i think i'm fine right here and that's fine okay um you get there well you know how can you build and how can you how can you sustain uh where you're at you know with consistent consistency uh i think uh when you're first you know when you're kind of getting into it running whether it's trail or uh, pavement, I think one of the things that I heard Mark uh, share, and I saw him share one time on a post, I tell people all the time, consistency is key, consistency is key. Okay, yes, and th that is true. But you also have to take into consideration the efficiency in what you're doing. Is it being efficient? Is it quality? You know, again, me coming out here doing a 5K with very minimal water, again, I'm making the most of this run. I'm not just, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay on the flats and that's it, you know, and no, you know, I'll, I'll throw a peek in there, you know, okay, it's, it's challenging, it's, it's building, it's edifying me, and then, hey, next time, you know, when I do eight miles, I'm going to throw in a couple peaks, again, same, same thing, kind of running with, you know, water, um, but I didn't, I didn't just throw myself, uh, you know, in the fire and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to knock it out, everything was, it just, it's, it's a building block, you know, uh, I, ran with a uh, flip belt around me too so I had snacks I always knew hey if I needed something I could come back to it but if I didn't need it I was gonna test myself um, so for you know for people just look for opportunities too. you know whatever it is that you're trying to improve on or trying to do um, how you approach your training is very important uh, don't don't you know waste opportunities uh, start off small and and just add a building block, you know, whatever increments. Maybe some of you might be like, hey, I need to do 5K multiple times to kind of, okay, build that, you know, build that foundation. Once you've accomplished that, hey, let's go on to a 10K. And maybe you do a 10K, same thing. Hey, I need to do it a few times. Hey, once, I've, once I feel comfortable. I think the most important thing too is like, you, you do have to develop a, a sense of confidence. I would say even peace of mind with your mind, your body, everything, knowing that, okay, cool, I'm good, let's take it up another step. Um, you know, good run, you know, a good running foundation, uh, a good nutrition, uh, uh, a good high, you know, uh, fluid intake, hydration. I think, you know, you look at those three things and whatever it is that you find yourself doing, if you're smart, if you're uh, utilizing your resources, uh, well, 
you're 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 only going to get better. Uh, so you know, I hope that you understand. It, it's you know, start off small. You know, don't don't go out there and run a a half marathon at, at Baby Badwater Two where it's like 108 degrees and think like, oh man, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to kill. And then next thing you know, you're you know sitting down like, man. What happened? I did I black out? Well, yeah, man, because you didn't you didn't train, you you, you didn't do it properly. Um, but there's plenty of opportunities to do uh, 5Ks. I mean, Mission Trails here uh, has a vast, uh, you know, of just good training. You know that you could do trails. There's endless uh, trails that you could hit up. Um, so I encourage you to get out there uh, to. You know, remember, hey, one foot forward. I don't care if you're walking, you know, for the first mile, and then you run a mile, and then you walk a, ha a half mile, and then you run a mile. Let me tell you that what you're doing is quality, quality work, because you're going to have those days where you're going to need to walk some portions of it. Just want to sit that in, because there is a lot of good stuff in there. In terms of like, you know, the building block, the foundation, you also talked about from a running perspective, how does this cross over into your day-to-day -day life? What, what lessons are you going to take from your 100-mile experience, and how is that going to translate into your day-to-day -day activities? Um, into my day-in-day -day activity or everyday activities? Um, I, I think I, when, I, when I went back to work, um, and again, I've been on the night shift. Yesterday, I was on uh, running around taking care of some stuff throughout the day. And um, the way people approach me is, uh, you know, it's like, oh, Gunny, you're the one that did 100 miles. Or, hey, you know, dude, that's awesome. In my everyday, I think people will see that endurance, you know, the. Um, I'm not just talking about in the, the running aspect, but mentally too. Like, you know, they they people see now, uh, you know, dude, this dude, you know, committed himself to this, and he went out there and crushed it. And uh, I was able to share uh, with some some individuals, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, about how. The conversations are a little different now. You know, I was able to talk to some of these guys about gratitude. You know, we had some individuals uh, saying like, oh, we're about to go to, on this, you know, deployment. We're about to, you know, endure eight, nine months on this, you know, particular vessel. And it's like, dude, the way I look at it, I was like, you have a great opportunity to grow as an individual. I think about it like 100 miles. This isn't it. It's, it's, it's a test of your endurance. You know, being confined to an area, you know, where all you see is water for days upon days. I've never experienced it. It'll be the first time I experienced it. Um, but I, I look at life now through the lens. Um, thank you, Daniel, for reminding me of that. Um, the lens of what opportunities am I going to have? How can I grow? as a person, as a runner, as a father, and I think I'm even more critical of, okay, of those things now than I was before. And I've always kind of thought about things like that, but I think this endurance run was really something that 
it kind of brought me back to all the small details. It takes a lot of little things to accomplish any endurance run. So, yeah, I feel like my, the conversations I'm going to have, you know, throughout the next few months are going to be rich, purposeful, intentional. Uh, my acts are going to be intentional, purposeful. Um, you know, I, I know that this is something that's going to be able, it's going to give me good opportunities to give good teaching points to my Marines. Uh, and, you know, we've kind of already talked about it uh, with some of them. But, yeah, you just, you look at life through a totally different lens. You're, you're appreciative uh, of the things that you're, you know, given all the little things. And then at the same time, it's like, man, you know, like, there's so many opportunities when you look at life where you, I can grow, you know, in, in becoming a, a better person. Uh, and I think that's, that's the one thing I'll take, you know, from, from all this is... My perspective has changed, you know, on how I view things. Um, being intentional, purposeful, rich, providing quality to the, you know, everyday interaction uh, with with people. I mean, I was even I was even able to share this with some strangers because you know how sometimes I, I'll spark a conversation, and they'll be like, hey, so what did you do this weekend? And I'm not gonna lie, I'm like a little kid. I'm like, do you really want to know? And they're like, yeah, what did you do this weekend? And I'm like, this is what I did. And in that, I'm able to encourage them to also go out. And I'm like, find something you're passionate about. And I, that's, you know, that's another thing that came up with some individuals. I'm like, I feel because I found something that I'm passionate about, I feel like I, I live life a little happier, a little better. Uh, there's like a peace of mind, like, man, life is good. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I've been able to share that that side of it. And, you know, a couple of them are like, you know what, man, thank you for sharing that because I, I didn't look at it like that. You know, whether it's growth or whether it's going out there and finding something that they're, you're passionate about. But, yeah, definitely changed. Dang. Yeah, it's the beautiful thing about the gratitude and changing your perspective and the trailer that Carl put out or, or like late Saturday afternoon while you're still doing your 100 miles the theme of gratitude I think that's what he's going to call his documentary of your 100 mile or journey 100 mile journey with gratitude how why why did why did gratitude come up in that first interview with Carl on Saturday morning so gratitude um I've just kind of been running with that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm emotionally, I'm, I'm in touch with my emotions. Uh, you know, I think more people, more than others. Um, but when, uh, I'll go back to January, um, when I was, when I found out that uh, Kobe Bryant had passed away, um, I grew up watching him, you know, idolized him. I wouldn't say idolized, you know, I just looked up to him. He was a iconic figure, um, and you look at, you know, here in July, I think it was like the 23rd, uh, they call him uh, Ribs, you know, he's having to deal with uh, cancer, uh, phenomenal, you know, man, I, you know, I, I was reading through what people, how people, you know, what people say about him, and you just know, man, 
the guy has a great heart, the way his wife uh, speaks about him. And in all that too, you know, I was reflecting, um, I still have my uh, grandpa's picture uh, when, he, when he passed away, you know, the memorial service. I, I carried that for a long time and I still carry it with me wherever I go. Um, I, you know, my grandmother uh, on my mom's side, so my dad, my grandpa on my dad's side. And I, you know, I, I, the trails have definitely helped me in that, man, like I'm able to do something that a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do on a daily basis. Like I have a playground, five peaks, some great peaks. I could easily, you know, again, you can put down any mileage you want, but on any given day, you know, run, you know, 17, 18 miles, you know, probably get like 7K, whatever. But um, thankful, grateful for the opportunity to just be able to breathe, to be able to move. Uh, I'm not restricted by any means, by any kind of machine, any kind of doctor. Um, you know, I'm not, I, I don't have any disabilities. Uh, my health. I feel, you know, I had to fill out a questionnaire yesterday for a health assessment, and they're like, where do you fall? And I'm like, I'm excellent. I'm a 10 uh, any given day. Um, but that's what I, you know, I think about. And as I'm running, too, you know, I look around, and I thank God for just everything that's around me. You know, it, there's not a moment that I, I, in the last three months, I'd say, you know, that I've been running that I don't stop. And it's not always a picture Sometimes I just take it in that I reflect on the opportunities that I'm given, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to seize them, trying to take them in. I run alone a lot, so it's definitely time to think, you know, I, I'm reflecting on, on who I'm becoming, you know, I'm grateful for who I've become, you know, because of the, you know, running. Um, I'm grateful how it's, you know, changed my life. You know, I, 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 I struggle with certain things and I feel like running uh, is able to come, I'm able to combat them, you know, and I'm, I'm able to just take time to reflect on, on so many things while I'm out there. And, you know, again, the one thing that always comes up when I get done is I stop and I'm like, you know what? Thank you, you know, for, for letting me come out here, for letting me, uh, put myself through some pain some discomfort at times but honestly mark i have to say that a lot of these runs that i do i'm just happy i'm happy i'm i'm loving life uh i love the the effect that it has uh on me um the runs again they're they're temporary. The, the the pain that you feel is just temporary, and it go you know it subsides, and then you're just like, dang, here I am now running downhill. When a couple minutes ago, and that's what I tell myself, you know, when I'm running through some of these things, it's like all oh, this this hill, it's temporary. I just got to keep one foot in front of the other, and I go, you know, that's the way life is. Life, our problems, you know, circumstances, they don't last because we have the opportunity to make a choice to make things different and sometimes all it takes is maybe reaching out for help or you yourself taking it upon yourself to put that foot forward and say okay 
one step at a time, baby. One foot forward every day. It's going to get me past that obstacle. So, you know, be, be grateful for, I'm grateful for these opportunities. You know, uh, you know I, I know plenty of you guys have heard it, you know, running is probably the best metaphor for life. Uh, and I hope that, you know, you all understand this, you know, whether you're walking, hiking, running, like, be thankful, you know, take, take moments. Uh, shortly after running on Sunday morning, I ended up watching a documentary. It's called 3100, Run to Become. And the guy that struck me was Sean Martin. He's a Navajo ultra runner. Uh, he's awesome dude. And he reminded me of Marco when Marco told me that day when I was going up the Widowmaker, run with your heart. And um, that was definitely what Sean Martin uh, communicated to me was through what he was saying. He never, he never mentioned, you know, running with your heart, but that's definitely what I took from him. And, you know, I feel like everything he was saying that day was just like echoing to me. Like it resonated in my heart, my mind uh, about how every day he goes out and how most people, you know, either run away from the sun or chase the sunset he's chasing the sunrise uh to the east and uh life life is life is a, an adventure that is gonna just be like running man you're gonna have your highs you're gonna have your lows and you it's an endurance you've got to be able to endure embrace love it love it love it love it because through our actions, through the choices, decisions we make, we're able to overcome any kind of circumstance. But it, just like 100 miles, it takes a lot of grit, takes a lot of will, determination, discipline, because sometimes things are gonna last that long. You know, it might be a few months, it might be a year. You might be going through something for five years, but eventually all those things subside through our actions, through our daily choices. And I'm glad that, um, you know, I was able to, to endure that. And, you know, again, just grateful for everything that I've, you know, had the opportunity to do these last four months. Uh, and that'll, con that'll continue to be my approach, you know, as I continue running. It's just reflecting on being thankful, being grateful, uh, you know, whether I'm on ship running on a treadmill and that's all I have, I might have to put some pictures up of like, you know, Zion or the Grand Canyon to keep myself entertained. But hey guys, I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to get up and do that. And I, you know, I challenge you to, to look at life through that lens. It's a lens. There's different lenses that are gonna, you know, pop up. And I think that's one of the most, to me at least, one of the ones that just sticks with me is gratitude look at look at it through that lens and look at everything as an opportunity to to grow experience you know and whatever you take from it make sure that you give it back to somebody else because we're, you know somebody always needs 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 something and you know again my experience is going to help me pay it forward you know to somebody else 
I look forward to those opportunities to give back to somebody, whether it's through my actions, through my words, something somewhere. So, Mark, yeah, thank you, brother. I mean, it's definitely nice to look back and sit and really think. Again, like I was telling you, I was even writing notes on a notebook of things I remembered. I took some notes on my phone. Um, I've written on some of the pages I, I, I write just to remember stuff. Um, and uh, it's, it's definitely nice to reflect uh, on things because, you know, it's, it's important. It's part of growth, you know. Uh, so thank you for taking the time to talk to me, to kind of process everything. Again, it's different every from yesterday to today. Um, but the, the mindset doesn't change. The emotions don't change. I look at everything the same. Uh, so... Thank you, brother. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Before I ask my last question, where can people find you online, social media? Do you have a website? Do any? I know you have a Facebook group that you recently started. You know, please yeah. share that. Uh, so on social media, I've got a, a Instagram. It's called uh, Best Life, the number three, and then the number eight, and the number 24. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, again, I typically post a lot of runs or just stuff to just the way I look at life. So, you know, take everything with the grain of salt. Um, and then on social, on uh, Facebook, again, it's Enrique Anciso. Uh, that's my Facebook. And I've also got a group. It's all caps. I run for me that I started in May. And again, I use that. It's been a great uh, form of accountability for a lot of people. And we've got people that are like, I'll shout out Maggie, Maggie Cantu from Texas. Maggie is probably in her late 60s, early 60s. And this lady, every day, minimum two miles. I've seen her, there's been days where she'll do like a morning, afternoon run. And you know, the, the whole, my, the rule, the, the, mind, the mindset behind the, the page too, I tell people, I don't care how fast you run, how slow you run, how far or short the distance is, I wanna encourage you to just go out there and run. Uh, and use it any way you can. But yeah, and then we've got people like Tucker Gribble, uh, my, you know, my brother, uh, who, and Bonnie Axman, uh, who go out there and will crush like uh, a half marathon at like a six minute pace, <laughs> you know? And there's a lot of other runners too, Matt Shiel, uh, I added Mark, um, you know, Adrian, all these guys who also, I mean, I love it because of page too. People have questions about aches and pains and somebody always jumps on it. Uh, I tell them all the time, like, I, I'm looking for encouragement. I'm looking for support. Don't get me wrong. The page isn't like, oh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna hold your hand. No, 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 we're not calling anybody. We're challenging you, you know? Through seeing people go out there, like Maggie, you know, like myself, like Mark, like Tucker, uh, like Trixie. Trixie's another one. Uh, she's also, you know, older lady running distances like man i hope when i'm 65 i can do that uh, 15 miles 17 miles and nothing she she does ever like deters her she's like hey i'm i'm loving this again you love it but yeah uh i run for me um and uh yeah you know again just another way of sustaining and you know building uh, resilient men and women but it, you know give me a follow uh, if you want, if not, I'm going to go back to David Goggins. It's not for everyone, and that's fine. But 
you know, there's plenty of individuals out there who are willing to, to help out. Um, you know, I, I'll end it with this. You know, I was thinking about it. Um, there's so many individuals out there that are ready to, to follow, but there's not a lot of people that want to step up and lead because it takes a lot of responsibility. Um, but at the same time, I think another thing to take into consideration too, you don't, you know, you don't have to be a, a phenomenal runner because I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm just doing things I love. Um, but if you have something that you're passionate about, share it with somebody, and I guarantee that you'll make a connection. And I guarantee that you can inspire somebody to do something that they don't won't typically do on their own. And you know, you you planted a seed that will hopefully grow and you may not see it grow but the seed is there and trust me it'll create a ripple effect and other people will be impacted by your actions not so much your words your actions so thank you mark i appreciate this opportunity brother i do have one more okay, question cool. so so something i've been working on is big thing for me is making each day matter. Mm -hmm. So what's one thing that you do every day to make that day matter to you? One thing I do every day, um, man, one thing I do every day is uh, before I get up, I'll, I'll pray. Uh, you know, close my eyes. I'm, you know, thank God for, you know, my, my kids, my family, uh, for this opportunity that I'm gonna have throughout the day, whether it be good or bad. Because uh, again, we all, you know, sometimes we have some rough days. Um, and then uh, I'll roll into uh, when I'm in the shower. Uh, I always put my phone up and I, and I listen to Les Brown, Eric Thomas, C.T. Fletcher, uh, you know, Scott, uh, the uh, pastor from Elevation Church in North Carolina as well. Uh, I just listen to different things like that that kind of, I feel, prepare my prepare my mind um, and then the other the other thing when I jump in my car typically my commutes about 50 minutes I'm gonna say like 90% of the mornings are consist of just silence in the car it's just me driving and just okay you know what's today gonna look like I think those things are important silence sometimes like people not again it's not for everybody but those things kind of keep they that's my battle rhythm and it, it helps me just approach every day with the mindset of like hey this is just my, this might be the you know my one day what if something happens you know and I'm not able to look back I mean we can reflect on you know what happened uh, yesterday you know 19 years ago um, but yeah um, I think like things like that like having a little bit of structure a little organization I feel like it helps you um, you know kind of approach each day you're you're intentional about how you want to live your day and purposeful. It's not just like, oh, I'm just going to get up, roll out of bed, and just see what it goes, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I'm more of like, hey, let me do these things that are going to help me be successful. Awesome, dude. Guys, speaking as someone who is out there for those 30 hours with Enrique out at Mission Trails, this guy is legit. He backs up everything he says, he walks the walk, and he, along with talking the talk. Go check him out on Instagram, go check him out on his Facebook group, I Run For Me. And guys, like I say in anything, take this message, run with it, 
and make today matter. That's cool. How long? <laughs> I could talk.